Welcome to the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. My mission is to help engineers develop their soft skills and break through the barriers of social anxiety to show up more boldly at work, create awesome friendships, improve their dating and relationships, and build lives that they love. Do you want to get more done in less time? You know that productivity is a huge key to advancing in your career. It will allow you to accomplish more, do better work, and the added value created will result in higher pay, promotions, and the ability to select the work you'd most like to do. However, you're not sure. How do I perform better? So a common answer to this question is time management. If you get better at managing your time, you'll get more done is the idea. If you put more time into the things that matter, you'll get more done. If you schedule your time properly, if you just fit more in to your time, you'll get more done. And while this isn't, this is a somewhat useful idea, it's, it's not the best way of thinking. So this time management mindset largely comes from the days of factory work. When you were a factory worker, cranking out widgets, whether that be car parts or iPhones or in the past cotton gins or whatever, there is a direct relationship between your time and your productivity. You produce more units if you put in more time. And essentially, that doesn't scale too much or it doesn't, um, it doesn't change too much. Generally speaking, maybe you create one unit every 20 minutes. And if you're, feeling, if you're on fire and you're fast that day, maybe you get it done in 15. And if you're a little lethargic, maybe it's 25. But it just doesn't vary that much. The task is very systematic, and likely it's been simplified by intelligent people to make it as easy and as brainless as possible. And as the operator, your creativity and ingenuity don't really matter. It's just all about cranking out, hammering out widgets. Well, now things have changed, and we're in the information age. If you work in a white-collar job like engineering, your work is not as straightforward as just cranking out widgets. And productivity is a bit harder to measure. It's hard to tell how much did I get done and how much value did that produce for my company or for myself. In fact, it's possible to produce an idea in just three minutes or even less that can change the direction of a company entirely and add millions in value. On the flip side, you can spend weeks on a problem, make a suboptimal decision, and actually cost your company money despite the massive input of time. Another point is that time management can be exhausting. When we stick to a rigid schedule, we might drain our energy by forcing ourselves to be completely on all day. So what's better than managing our time? What makes more sense and what will actually get better outcomes for you than thinking about and focusing on time management? The answer is energy management. So we have these different resources that we can use. We have these different things that we have control over. We have control over our time, and we have control over our energy. And time is a resource that, you know, we can play with, but at the end of the day, we're not, we don't have unlimited time. We don't have the ability to put in more and more and more and more time. There are just hard limits on what we're able to do. Plus, you're kind of restricted in terms of your energy capability anyway. So in The Power of Full Engagement by Jim Lohr and Tony Schwartz, they describe a variety of reasons why energy management is the most important thing you can focus on for productivity. 
If you're in a low energy state, you know just how ineffective you can be. You might read something and realize you have no idea what it was that you were just reading. You make way more mistakes. Your focus level is just not where it needs to be. And when you're in a high positive energy state, you are massively productive. Work flows out of you almost naturally, and you might get done in an hour what would otherwise take an entire day in the lower energy state. So how do we get into this high energy state? One big idea from, from the book, The Power of Full Engagement, which I would highly recommend picking up and reading, is to stop thinking like a marathoner and start thinking like a sprinter. Rather than try to go all day at maybe a 5 out of 10 intensity level, start going at a 9 or a 10 out of 10. That doesn't mean you're ramped up. That doesn't mean your nervous system is on fire. That just means you're intently focused and there's nothing else you're focused on. You're fully engaged, the power of full engagement. Then, so you do your 9 or 10 out of 10 intense work block, and then you focus on rejuvenating very intelligently, rejuvenating such that you're ready for the next sprint. Another thing that Lore and Schwartz talk about is rhythms. You have what's called a circadian rhythm, which is the 24-hour daily rhythm of your body where you are tired by the end of the day, then you rest and recharge through sleep, and then you're re-energized in the morning. And by the way, if you don't feel re-energized in the morning, it might be really, really wise for you to focus on optimizing your sleep. And I'm sure I'll talk about that in a future episode, or I'll touch on it a bit throughout different episodes. Well, there's also a cycle called the ultradian rhythm. So we just talked about circadian. That's a 24-hour rhythm. The ultradian rhythm, ultra meaning many, um, happens many times within a given day. It's a cycle that happens about every 90 to 120 minutes where you can focus intensely on something, but then you get tired and you lose focus on cycles that occur about every 90 or 120 minutes. It is at the end of an ultradian cycle that you need to be smart about refreshing your energy. Leonard Schwartz recommends taking a 15-minute break or so every 90 to 120 minutes. Make sure that the 90 minutes is fully engaged, you're fully charged, you're, you're intently focused on something, and you're single-focused, intensely honed in on the thing that you're doing, and then fully disengage for 15 minutes and truly rejuvenate yourself. And when I say take disengage or take a break, that doesn't mean, oh, go, go to the bathroom and go scroll your phone. That is not a rejuvenating, an energy-rejuvenating break. You need to be really smart about the way that you rejuvenate yourself in order to, to boost the energy back to where it was. You can kind of think of this as a battery. You're at a full, full energy at the beginning of a 90 or 120-minute block. And by the end of it, your battery is drained. So how do, you, how do you stick that battery or you know maybe you stick your phone into a charger well, you're not sticking it into a very effective charger if you're just if your break is I'm going to scroll Facebook or Twitter for my 15 minutes. Some great ways of replenishing your energy could be taking a walk or meditating, being in nature, um, doing something that's fun and that you enjoy. They talk about playing the guitar or something. Obviously, at your at your work at your office, this might not be an option. 
but finding something that works for you. I find taking walks, um, meditating, I'll even go and do some affirmations or some visualizations or something like that, or just journal, but something very rejuvenating. Walks is probably the biggest one for me, such that you can come back and your energy is totally recharged. Your battery is full and you're ready to rock it again in the next work block. It might sound like you're being lazy and taking lots of breaks, but I'll ask you, what's more effective? Don't necessarily think about, you know, how much time you're spending on a task. Think about what's more effective. What is going to generate more results at the end of the day? Personally, I've found that I am much better off if I'm properly rested and rejuvenated, and despite taking more overall break time and probably having less overall work time, I definitely get way more done in my overall amount of work when my work chunks are fully focused and energized, even if it's less time. Another important piece of information about your energy is that you can draw on different sources. So there are four sources of energy that are discussed in The Power of Full Engagement. You have physical energy, emotional energy, mental energy, and spiritual energy. If you aren't tapping into all these, well, you're limiting yourself. It's important to focus on the physical first. That's sort of the, the base of the pyramid that is the most important because if you don't have physical energy, despite how much you might have of the others, it's, it's going to be tough. And in order to get physical energy, the base of the, the physical energy pyramid would be proper sleep, making sure that you're getting, I would say, eight hours of sleep, maybe even more, and doing so in a dark, cold room where there's really no light coming in. And prior to that sleep, what I've been doing lately is getting, taking an hour off of devices, so not having any blue light coming in. That's something that, evolutionarily speaking, our bodies are not used to taking in light prior to sleep. So having something that, that relaxes you before sleep and not taking in a bunch of light and then sleeping in a really great environment, a cold, dark room and having the temperature just right is fantastic. Having a healthy diet, that's a big part of your physical energy. If you're eating a ice cream sandwich every lunch, your energy is going to totally dip. If you're eating healthy greens and maybe meat, if that's up your alley, um, and avoiding just maybe dairy and sugar is it sugar is the biggest one um especially refined processed sugars and carbohydrates avoiding those as part of a healthy diet that will boost your physical energy big time hydration getting making sure you get enough water and exercise exercise is one where maybe on a day-to-day basis it's not the most important but if you're not exercising consistently your overall consistent energy level is going to dip because you're not optimizing your physical body. And if you don't have that stuff in place, the other factors really don't matter. If you're not focusing on physical energy and physically you just don't have a whole lot that's that's charging you up, the other things, emotional, mental, and spiritual energy, just aren't going to cut it for you. Well, the second, let's get into emotional energy. So 
It's important to instill positive emotions and engage in things like meditation and journaling to process the negative emotions that you might be dealing with. If you, so Lauren Schwartz talk about on the energy pyramid, you might have high versus low energy. And I would say that that essentially equates to your physical energy so that you can think of that as being the y-axis of a graph. High energy being at the top, low energy being at the bottom. But there's also an x-axis, and that would be positive versus negative energy. So you can be in a very high energy state, but it's all negative energy. You're high energy, but you're just pissed off. You are super negative. You're really not enjoying yourself. You're not enjoying your day, and you are not a joy to be around. Where you want to be is in a state of high positive energy. And by the way, as you think of these, your circadian or rather your ultradian rhythm, you want to be high positive energy and then you want to dip into low positive energy for your rejuvenating breaks. You want to avoid any sort of negative energy um, to the degree that you can. It's not That one is a bit less in your control than the high and the low energy, but you want to stay in the positive energy zone. You want to stay in that sort of upper right quadrant and then when it's time to rejuvenate go into the lower right quadrant and circle cycle through that throughout the day okay so the next is mental energy and that's all about your focus and your creativity and we talked a little bit about things that you can do for that but developing those attention muscles i talked about this in a previous podcast but the ability to focus for long periods of time is a superpower and it's a muscle that you can, you can learn and you can grow and you can develop. Finally, spiritual energy. And spiritual energy, we can often think, you know, spirituality, we think religion right off the bat. Well, spiritual, spiritual energy is not necessarily about being religious. It is about having a set of values and having a purpose beyond our own self-interest. If you're entirely at your job for the money and the praise and the gold stars, you'll only have so much spiritual energy. But if you work in accordance with a strong set of values and a strong why, you can think of Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, you're tapping into a much greater source of energy. You're showing up at work every day and you are on purpose. You are on a mission there's the book uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, who survived um, through concentration camp during World War II. And he said that humans can endure great hardship if they have the right why. So if you can endure a World War II concentration camp, one of the most intense things a human could possibly go through, think of how powerful that spiritual energy is. Think of how powerful having a strong purpose and a strong why are and how tapping into those could really boost yourself when it comes to your own work, your own job, as well as this isn't all just about how to show up better at your work and your job. It's also in projects at home. It's in dealing with family. If you have high energy and positive energy dealing with your family, that's going to be so much better dealing with friends and relationships that's just going to be so, so, so effective for you rather than trying to all the time be on and refreshing yourself with things like coffee and energy drinks and stuff. Focusing on 
these energy sources that are discussed in the power of full engagement is going to be an effective strategy for you in a whole variety of categories in life. Now, there's much more we could go into here on how to optimize your energy. We talked about some of the big ideas from the power of full engagement, but there is even more in that book, and there's tons more in other realms of personal growth. But how did this, how did this land for you? Does this ring true? Do you agree that optimizing your energy is more effective than managing your time? And if so, and I, I hope I made that case that, that has essentially proven it to you at this point, but I would, I would recommend testing it for yourself to see that that's true, and I imagine that you will. If so, if you find that this is a useful way to go about having more productivity, having more energy, how can you apply this information? What things can you start doing today, and what things can you start doing habitually on a daily basis for a long period of time that will help optimize your energy in order to get better results? Great, so that is today's episode. I hope you took something away. Really take one big piece of information and install it into your life. So I would recommend if you don't feel like you have your physical energy on lock, if you don't feel like you're really rocking it with that physical energy, pick something that is going to really boost that physical energy and start acting on it. Sleep, I think, is the biggest thing in terms of your physical energy. But then exercising and proper diet, those are also huge. Another thing is to focus on those circadian rhythms. So rather than trying to be on all day and only operating at, you know, maybe a 6 out of 10 in the morning and then by the end of the day you're at a 2 out of 10, see if you can start being fully engaged, taking a break, coming back fully engaged, taking a break, coming back fully engaged, and repeat that cycle throughout the day. Awesome. Again, I hope that you've gotten a lot of this out of this episode. If you have, please check out my website, Engineer Soft Skills, where engineersoftskills.com, that is, where you can download my 25-page guide called The Ultimate Guide to Soft Skills. And I think that is an excellent, excellent primer on how you can start as an engineer developing the skills that matter big time. I would say even more than technical skills in your job, in your social life, in your romantic life, and start putting those things into action. And that will that is something that has had a plethora of benefits in my life. My life is so much better for having learned about these skills and focused on them and grown them. And I know that it can contribute to your life in that same way. So check out that free guide and hop on the newsletter at engineersoftskills.com. Thanks for listening. You're awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. If you're interested in more, you can go to engineersoftskills.com to check out more videos, podcasts, articles, and to download a free PDF called The Ultimate Guide to Soft Skills. This is a 25-page ebook covering the best of what I've learned on how to level up your soft skills to improve your social life, dating life, and career. Again, thank you for listening.